Hey, welcome back to Spellstorm Miniatures. This is episode 41, and my name is Jeremiah. I'm Dan. And this is Chad. And here at Spellstorm Miniatures, our goal is just to inspire you to play more. And boy, do we have an exciting episode for all of you listeners today. We get to talk about the new hotness that is known as Warcaster. Oh, I'm so excited. You guys excited about this? Yes. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got some stuff already in your hands, you guys. I do. <laughs> you guys excited? I'm. Oh, I hear the crinkle. I hear the crinkle. <laughs> He's, yeah. You know what you're doing. That's yeah, jelly. I'm grabbing, grabbing my uh, Duskwolf here. Nice. Try well, and maybe do a little bit of cleaning. Nice. Well, I'm excited to talk about those uh, those models. I'm excited to talk about Warcaster. Um, but before we get to that topic, um, have you guys played any games recently? Oh, boy. I have played, uh, I have played some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are we? Yeah. Go Let's for see. it. Uh, yeah. For non-Warcaster games, uh, just playing some... Do we lose him? I I didn't hear him anymore, so I I think we will. There you are. Oh, yeah, here we, I am. We lost you. Oh, weird. I wondered why it was so oddly silent. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, you know, this is COVID, and this is when all of our internets no longer work. Yeah, apparently yes. overload. <laughs> yeah, pretty um, much. So what I was saying was, uh, see, I think it was last Saturday. Um, had one of our regulars at the store come over to my apartment. We played some Commander. Um, played a couple of games with uh, him and my other one of my other roommates, uh, and then my two roommates, myself, and then our uh, my buddy Zach, um, opened up some of the new Jumpstart booster packs. Which, yeah. uh, if you don't know anything about these, what they are is they are twenty card booster packs. This is a new product from Wizards of the Coast for Magic: The Gathering. They are twenty card booster packs uh, that are centered around a theme, and what you do. And the themes are different, so it's like goblins or plus one plus one counters or dragons or uh, archaeology is one of them. Um, there are twenty cards. You're guaranteed at least one rare, and then it's some commons and uncommons, and then you get eight lands in every single pack. And what you're supposed to do is buy two of these packs, smash them together, and you play a forty card deck in a sealed event. And that's what we did. Right. And we did a free for all, four way game. Um, between the four of us, started at 25 life each, and it was pretty fun. Uh, it was a cool little, it was an interesting thing to see, like, these kind of, some of the odd um, tribes or themes kind of working together a little bit in some ways, so. You know, that kind of reminds me of, uh, it kind of reminds me of, now that you describe it that way, like that board game Smash Up. Like where you take like oh, ninjas and dinosaurs, yeah. and you put it together, and you have a, and you have a, you know, and you, and you play a game. Everyone picks two like pre-constructed factions okay. or whatever. Okay, but, I've I had heard of yeah. uh, Smash Up, but I haven't I hadn't played before. I didn't really know that much about it. So okay, that's just that's yeah. super interesting. It's Smash Up is like super fun. It's one of those you can just throw down on the table and play. And when you get like weird combinations, alien pirates, you know. 
or whatever. Um, it's fun. We've got a couple of the boosters because you get new factions that way. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get like new, st- um, they have like an objective you're, you're trying to achieve while, while you play. But so it kind of reminds me of that. It almost kind of reminds really me cool. of that other game, what Keyforge with the pre prebuilt decks or whatever, but <laughs> yeah. but not but not the smashing together because that one you just yeah. play by itself. Yeah. Well, I do love me some Commander, but me and the boys haven't played in a while, so they get yeah. tired of you beating them. <laughs> no, I know it's odd. <laughs> I don't win that much. Um, no, we just it's just been just kind of busy, and and honestly, I've been getting a lot of War Machine games in, so that's been. That's where my gaming has been going. So, excellent. Yeah, you guys play any War Machine games? Uh, I got to play two games. Yeah. Woohoo! Um, why don't you talk about your games, Jeremiah? Oh, sure. Okay. So I played six games. Um, three of them were using the new uh, Brawl Machine format that uh, that's being sort of play tested. Uh, by the, the line of sight guys and uh and so i played um two of them were on war table and one of them was in person and so i played um uh signar and kador on war table and i played legion um in person and um and it was a lot of fun uh to be able to try to build at a 25 point level and and i i kind of in my list building, I see that I've, I kind of put myself in a box a little bit. And I think I know, I think I just figured out this afternoon how I need to unlock the list building. Because in the, in the Brawl Machine format, you, you start with uh, 25 points, um, everything is FA1, and can't use huge bases, can't use casters with telekinesis, and there's a few other restrictions. And, okay. and then there's a uh 15 point like specialist like a side uh sidebar a sideboard and and so that's where the list building gets kind of confusing because your your design the the point of raw machine is for you to play the same opponent sort of best two out of three uh for the round and so in between matches you get to use your sideboard kind of like those collectible card games that are out there and some of the some of their formats they offer and but in war machine you know, everything is point costed differently and things like that. And I think the, the key to unlock it is to design similarly costed packages. And, yeah. you know, so like this, these two units, this unit and solo cost this much, this war beast or war, warjack cost this much. I'm going to start with this in my in my main list and have and have this in my sideboard, and and that makes an e- an easy swap depending on what you think you might need. I think that's I think that's the best way to do it. Um, so I haven't done that yet because I haven't played the same opponent uh, multiple times using the same list. I've just been yeah. um, part of it is I've I've learned War Machine or War Table finally. So this last week was my first time playing a real game on on War Table. Uh, so there's a little bit of a learning curve there. And then, um, but then, so what I want to do is get someone to play best two out of three fully and fully commit to what the the intent of Brawl Machine is. But mm-hmm. first impressions, I like it. Um, I've always liked alternate things and fun things. And, and I love the idea of introducing someone to the game using this format. You only need to buy one of these things. 
you know, you don't have to buy multiples and, and you only need to make a 25 point list. You don't need to go crazy yet and then get used to that. And then like, I can just see it as a nice, healthy progression. Um, uh, and not as complicated maybe as other, other ways of introducing people to the game. I know a lot more, most of us though, who've played the game, just get thrown in the deep end, you know, here, put 75 points down on the table and start playing. And eventually, you know, after getting your head kicked in a few times, you figure it out. But like, um, <laughs> but but sometimes some of us want to wade into the water. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can, yeah, I can understand that. I I haven't really looked at it too closely. I think taking telekinesis casters out of the game is probably pretty good. But I feel like there's also a number a number of casters that you probably should get looked at about not being in there. Um, yeah. Just because there's a of, short list of banned casters. Yeah, because like I mean I don't I don't know what the list is, but I can tell you off the bat like uh, Denegra one, uh, Krios one feel like they should be ones that should be taken off. Well, maybe not Krios one, but like Denegra one for sure, yeah. and some other like really really powerful assassination focused warcasters and warlocks because like part of the whole point of playing seventy five points is because everyone gets access to more tools, not only for dealing with your opponent, but also keeping yourself safe. And at 25 points, that is a lot more difficult to do. And so I feel like it is a format that will, if there's not some of those casters like Denegra one or like Kane, uh, Kane two Two. or like Haley, uh, Haley three can just like get you out of nowhere. Um, you know some of those other casters, or like, oh, I guess Ron has telekinesis, doesn't he? See, I don't know all the casters with telekinesis. I mean, Siege two could uh, could make a good run. Yeah, yeah. Siege two, Terminus, Butcher, like Butcher yeah. three, there's Butcher against of... your entire list. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of casters that stand head and shoulders above um, some other people, and if yeah. you don't have enough tools in your kit to be able to threaten them or deal with them, then they're going to run the table. Uh, And maybe that's where like your off um, your sideboard can kind of help you with mitigating that of maybe you can take some answers in your second game. If your if your first game is a little bit hard on you. So, yeah. And I think that's what they're trying to balance. I think. Yeah. It's a weird and interesting format or it's a weird and interesting idea. And it, I think it could have some potential um, as far as uh, some playability, just because there's a little bit too much variance in some, like Magic the Gathering, for example. Most of those like tournament games are best two out of three, and part of that is because and it's not a best of one, because there's so much variance in the draw from the deck. Right. Um, yeah. And what you have in your deck is, uh, you know, your 15-card sideboard is a way for you to swap in some answers and hopefully draw those answers to issues that you ran into um, during your first game. It's a, it's a really interesting concept for a tabletop minis game. Um, It'd be interesting to see if it, if it sticks a little bit better after um, compared to was it reinforcements or special issue, the specialists. Especially, yeah, yeah, the specialists and yeah, the specialists, you know, yeah. Uh, other point values. So. Champions. Yeah, yeah. So you're thinking so, when you, when you so here's that. and here's and here's like the farther down the road, right? 
so when we're able to start having, you know, uh, events in person and things like that, you know, at a normal event, uh, you know, it's either going to be three or four rounds, depending on how people show up, meaning that I'm going to get three or four games in on a given day. Mm-hmm. But if I go to a Brawl Machine event, and and even if every round it's decided in two games, and if it's a three-round game, I'm already playing six games that day. Mm-hmm. And and so just just that repetition of getting you know of getting getting deployment down and getting yeah. you know you know and recasting those spells and getting order of operations and like like today like I played Kador for how many years and and I played a Kador match during lunch today and and I and that's the other thing too you could play over lunch like mm-hmm. like it's crazy yeah. but um but you know and and I and silly me I got order of operations out of whack with with Vlad with Vlad like I use Vlad forever you know, and, <laughs> I, and I, I forgot where Vlad's supposed to go. Like, yeah, um, I ended up still winning on scenario, you know, five two or whatever. But like, um, and that's the other thing too is it's a five round format versus seven, win by three versus five. So it's like, yeah. So so there's you know it's designed for that, you know, that quick play and and yeah. So Oz, yeah. Oz I mean, hasn't engaged with that with me yet. He. He still likes the standard seventy-five. So yeah. when he when he and I we play, when he and I play, we play seventy-five. Yeah, and and that's the other thing too is I'm I'm curious. Like I can see it as a really good teaching tool to get people mm-hmm. used to larger games. Yeah, I I just question, um, I just question kind of the quality of the games, mostly because like I've been a hordes player for my the majority of my career. And hordes at smaller point values have a lot more trouble than warcasters at smaller point values. I just have I have concerns and skeptics, you know. I can see that. I yeah, can we'll see, see that. how it turns out. I mean, yeah. I've, I haven't played it yet, but I have some ideas of lists. Either deal with this uh, centurion with a uh, with a plus armor buff here, um, <laughs> or you know, Barnabas two could be some fun in this format. Yeah. Oh, I was cruel. Yeah. I put a demolisher on the table with arm twenty three. <laughs> you so. you were also cruel. You put an archangel on the table. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. So so my main seventy five point list that I'm rocking right now is is an oracles of, of annihilation with veil two, and so my three other games that I've played at the seventy five point level have all been basically the same list. So it's like veil two with an afflictor and a harrier and an archangel and a nephilim bloodseer. Um, two groups of incubi, and then my units are uh, Hex Hunter with Bale, um, uh, BFS, and then uh, Boker and Shambler, and then a unit of Bogtrog ambushers. And so, um, yeah, I think that's I think that's everything. And and I'm having a lot of fun, you know, doing the whole corpse thing and. And the recursion thing with incubi and stuff like that. Um, I put a I put a little wager out on on our Discord server uh, because Oz and I played uh, Jarl versus uh, in Storm of the North versus Vale, and I was like, who's gonna who's gonna win? And like everyone voted for Oz except for like one person threw me a bone, um, but Oz won, so that happened. And then- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so they so they were all right. Well yeah. yeah. 
Um, let's see. And then how did he win? I don't remember how he won. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, and then and then I played Carl. Carl is a returning player. Uh, he's one of those guys who um, is a hobbyist by trade and just hops around between games and and used to play, um, you know, used to play a War Machine before and then it's come back, whatever. So he's running Krios 1 in Exemplar Interdiction. And and all I have to do is is withstand his feet turn and then I'm golden. And so um, so that's that's what happened with our game. I was able to is it all and I think I put him in the dirt with the Archangel. Um, seems like that's something I would do. And then uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the, the 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 last game, the one I want to talk about with you, Chad, is our game. Um, uh, before we before we do that, I need to say this. When I am so proud of myself because the Archangel has lived in every game that I've played. <laughs> uh versus like well, when i fir- first started playing scorn every game i swear the desert hydra just got knocked off the board every time so well, when you, I think when I'm you learning. basically leave it into your advanced deployment area <laughs> can't really get to it hey but the the thing is is i'm not being overly aggressive <laughs> that's what i'm saying i'm learning how to be a patient player oh yeah. so um but yeah so our game was um pretty challenging for uh, for me, I think because you brought a bunch of shooty shooty, and that RFPs I mean, and stuff, didn't you? There was there was some shooting. Yeah, uh, no, it was, the, it was yeah. the melee that RFPs from the incinerators. Yeah, that's incinerators. Yeah. yeah. So when I deployed, um, I had uh, I had a couple I had a couple um, obstructions. Um, one kind of uh, to my left, one to my right, and then I had a forest kind of in the middle and kind of off center in the middle. And we were playing, what is it, Anarchy? Is that the one that has the box? No, Bunkers. No. no yeah, it was Bunkers. Bunkers, yeah. Two boxes, three flags, and an objective. And and there was this narrow uh, lane between the obstruction and the forest on my right side. And I decided to jam my full unit of Bokers and my Hex Hunters through that narrow lane for some reason. And, yeah. I, and I have no idea why. And I, um, I couldn't tell you either. <laughs> yeah. So what ended up happening is as the game progressed, those guys pretty much flanked up the right side. Um, and that flag became unscorable by both of us. But um, but it also meant that like some of my good guys couldn't get into the fight very much. I basically got one yeah. charge on you and I don't think it did anything. And because uh, only two guys could get in because of their half inch melee. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and okay. yeah and i basically had and you went up on scenario and and i basically had a hail mary at the end and that's when you got really friendly and we talked it out and made it happen <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah, when, uh, yeah. how I would had, you describe had, our game i had a really good uh i had a really good feet turn with uh ashlyn yeah, playing the Ashland Two list. Uh, no, our our game was good. I was glad we got to play. I don't, you know, I don't mind sitting and helping you talk through stuff, especially like Veil Two is very different from I think a lot of the other casters that you've ever played before. You know, in Scorn yeah. or in Kador, it's right very very different, very toolbox uh, warlock, and turns out still one of the best spell assassins in the game. Um, she's just she's so strong, especially against 
uh, high defense, low armor models like Ashlyn is, um, because you're you're Fury Eight, so you usually don't have to boost a hole, you know, too often. Yeah. Uh, or what you're doing is you're boosting an icy grip, and now all of your other spells are a plus two to hit effectively because yeah. you've reduced your war, you know, your enemy's defense by two, and it just makes them that much easier to hit. Yeah. It's a big and, difference. And the Bloodseer, if he's in the right place, has telemetry, which is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And you taught me where he needed to be. So, yep. Yeah. And also getting that lucky crit on the one incinerator so that you could draw a line of sight from your archangel. I mean, it happens. I totally um, fished for that, and it was absolutely yeah. lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm, I'm not salty about it. It was a good game. It was only the second time I had played the Ashlyn list, and um, I haven't played a, a War Machine game in a long time. Um, so I was still like trying to figure out the list and uh, figure out where Ashlyn needed to be. Uh, which is quite obviously somewhere in the middle to back area um, most of the time. <laughs> but uh, the, the Ashlyn list that I played is uh, it's Ashlyn 2. I played her in Laylee's Resistance. I had a um, Silas, a Swashbuckler, and a Rover as her battle group. And then I had a unit, um, two units of Thorn Gun Mages, a full unit of Errants, uh, a full unit of Cinerators with their attachment. And then I had. Um, I had Ragman, Terran, mm-hmm. Gibbs, uh, a Gobber Tinker, and Melvin and Mayhem. Uh, so Melvin is kind of my anchor point for a heavy hitter as far as a Warjack goes anyway. Um, I only got to play this list twice. I played it once against Oz, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, yep. the list is pretty interesting. There's a lot of cool synergies and things. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Ashlyn has True Path that helps the Cinerators get up the field a lot faster. Plus, in the theme, they become Leolis, and they get uh, Pathfinder all the time, which is super great for them. And then they, because they're also Leolis, Gibbs can hang out with them, and they can reposition. So you can, so they're only speed four. True Path gives them plus two inches of movement, and then they have um, reposition three if they're next to Gibbs. And so they walk uh, six inches in shield wall, and then repo another three inches, which is farther than they would normally be able to run. And they get a stay in shield wall. <laughs> um, the errants get an advanced deploy and uh, they're great targets for hand of fate because they're weapon masters in melee and they're blessed on their crossbows. So they can be pretty potent as uh, yeah. Ozzy found out. And the incinerators are also great targets for hand of vengeance because, or hand of fate because they're mat seven, they have two inch melee and they are also weapon masters. Um, they hit pretty, pretty hard. <coughs> Hand of Fated Weapon Master charges are pretty good, if yeah. uh, I must say so. <laughs> but um, You must say so, because yeah. it's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my game against Oz, uh, he played a Doom Shaper 3 list in Creel Company with uh, 10 Light Beasts. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so... He got to see the potent power of Weapon Masters with Hand of Fate when I sent a couple of Errants, um, two Errants each into two of his War Beasts and nearly killed them in two hits, uh, even at like Dice Off 9 or Dice Off 10. Wow. In some cases, because you're rolling five dice and you're dropping whatever the lowest one is that brings your averages really far up. Yeah, it does. Um, so I pushed really far forward across the table. He didn't have a single heavy in his list? No, no heavies. What was he doing? 
He just wanted to put as many lights in the list as possible. It's a, it's I a mean, bunch of hit points and it's a bunch of healing because every single one oh, of those beasts gets hyper regeneration yeah. with Doomy. His feet helps them regen. They can all force oh, themselves yeah. to regen. Yeah. It's a lot of hit points on the table. Because I think every single one of those beasts has like 22 hit points. So you're talking about 220 hit points worth of war beasts on the table. Yeah. Wait, I trolls guess. do have some good lights. Yeah. 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 Their lights are. Trolls have probably some of the best lights in the game. Sleep. Okay. So um, maybe there is a method to Ozzy's madness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a, a, a newer spin on the old um, EE list, Elemental Evolution list that was really, really popular in Mark II. Um, but he, I like really pushed it, pushed up far up the table. Um, I had a chance to assassinate Doomy 3 on his feet turn, and I got four Cinerators onto him. And I missed one of my hand of faded charges because it does oh, happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. My first hit uh, dropped him to one hit point, uh, <laughs> and then he transferred the other two hits. Wow. Um, yeah. He likes and, to live on the edge. Yeah. Well, I mean, so the thing was, is he Jeez. wasn't that far up the table. He was like, kind of at the frontish edge of his zone, but he just didn't have any bodies in front of him was his problem. Oh. He was moving around to try and, and um, get in the way of my, or, you know, try and deal with attacking my stuff. Um, and he didn't, I don't think he realized how far the generators threat. And I don't yeah. think he realized how, well, I know I how much work yeah. hand of fate does. Yeah. Um, but true path, those generators charge nine inches and two inch melee. And that's if you don't trigger vengeance on them. So they threat 11, and they're Matt 7, POW 11 Weapon Masters with Hand of Fate. Yeah. Um, That's good. But I ended up failing the assassination. Um, Ozzy, on his first turn, put a repudiate onto my errants. Or on his second turn, put a repudiate into my errants. uh, Rolled a 3 on damage for uh, that. So Ashlyn took 3, and then he got a lucky fire drift. And he got a, l- a lucky AOE drift on uh, Ashlyn and then did another four points of fire, another four points of damage to her. Um, mm. at, like dice off nine did four points of damage with the AOE blast. And then I was fortunate that the fire went out because Ashlyn was like half dead and she loves to spend her focus. <laughs> um, but yeah. I ended up winning on scenario because I was able to just kind of push Ozzy off of things, and I could enough stuff I could contest his zone, and I was able to score my own and two of the flags. Uh, nice. I think like two turns in a row or something. Nice. So yeah, it was a good game. It was a good first. Uh, it was a good first run with uh, Ashlyn. There's definitely like <coughs> some little things I kept forgetting. Like I kept forgetting to activate Ragman and walk him forward. Uh, Ashlyn has tactician for Leilise, so he can hang out around the cinerators and then walk the cinerators forward, or he can walk forward through the cinerators and then the cinerators can charge past him. Yeah, uh, yeah. and and that was the other thing too is like I also got death field uh, onto Doomy, so I was dice off four, I think, with weapon master hand of fate charges. Yeah, so he was like. If I would have if I would have hit that first uh attack, he'd be dead for sure. 
Because they also have takedowns, so he doesn't get tough. That's right. You know, on the car ride over, we were talking about it, and uh, we thought it it would go different. He thought that his beasts would be able to withstand your force, and he would win, (laughs) but then I would lose. And and it and it flipped. You beat him, and and yeah, you know. So I think you also printed out the the wrong list by wrong list. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true too. The list that I actually played was had errants and cinerators, which is, and then two units of thorn gun mages. So, lots of lots of activations, lots of attacks, and the other list that um, Jaden had put up as a suggestion did not have the uh, errants in the list. They still had the cinerators, but then I had Anastasia Debray um, and some different solos. Yeah. So a little bit different, yeah, less, definitely yeah. less attacks, certainly less weapon master attacks on the table. Yeah. Those are the things that really kind of chewed through his beasts. Yeah. Well, let's see. And Dan, you had the buy for your tournament you're in. Yep. Yeah, I didn't really get to do anything because yeah, I had the buy, and then uh, my other opponent, we were supposed to kind of meet up and play, or you know, online anyway, and. It didn't work out for one day, and then so we tried later in the week, and then, you know, life just happens, and mm-hmm. so we both kind of had issues trying to meet up, so it was just kind of a conceited. I mean, we were all, doesn't really matter, again, it's all for fun, but... Right. Yeah, so I didn't even get to play. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. So no more well, Logitech reports. <laughs> well, I know you and I need to get our uh, get a War Table game in, so um, now that I've figured out how to do it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, uh, why don't we shift gears and uh, let's talk about the new hotness that is Warcaster that we've been so excited for. I tell you, every time I hear something new about this game, more and more I like it. And uh, so I'm just going to turn it over to you guys because both you guys actually have product in hand so you can actually talk about it. Um, so why don't you tell us uh, your first impressions? All right. Well, you got to say, you know, Neo Mechanica on there too, right? Oh yeah, Warcaster, Neo Mechanica. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I mean, kind of cool. It's one of the benefits of living uh, closer to uh, PP's headquarters, right? Is get things shipped quick, and I mean, didn't even have a have a uh, tracking number pop just up. Showed just, up. <laughs> yep, just on the doorstep there. It's like, oh, hey, hmm, interesting. What do you know? So. Kind of cracking it open and impressed so far. I mean, models look great. They're all pretty clean. Like I said, did a, did a little unboxing video for them. A um, little rush, but wanted to get it out there. So I've actually, just in the time we've been talking, what, the past 30 minutes or so, they're all cleaned up, and I've got two more things to glue, and then that's the uh, the warrior models. I still got the jack to go, but... I was going to say, are you you not going to magnetize your jack? Uh, No, I'm just going to one configuration, dual shields all the way. Um, No, yeah, the (laughs) magnetization is going to take a little while. But no, so far, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm pretty happy with some of their look. Um, Like I said, I went uh, Iron Star Alliance, the ISA. um, Mm -hmm. and then Space uh, Socialists. Yeah, pretty much, you know. I'm sorry, Space Capitalists. Yes, that's what we there went we with. Go. That's right. We had this discussion previously. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the the uh oh the imperium are kind of interesting looking too and then uh and yeah you have the uh ac um what are they the artemis continuum or something like that Artemis? yeah they are the artemis continuum i believe there you go yeah reavers and then you went with uh marcher worlds right yep 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 i got my brown coats over here <laughs> I'm uh I'm just working on kind of doing some cleanup of the uh of the dusk wolf and and looking at kind of dry fitting where stuff is going to be getting magnetized, glued together, stuff like that. I haven't really uh I never was one of those people that ever magnetized any of my multi-jack kits uh for war machine. So magnetizing is pretty is actually pretty new to me. Um so it'll be kind of interesting to to do that see how it goes hopefully it goes pretty well um my roommate's got a nice uh ryobi hand drill that has a variable speed when you pull the uh the trigger so i'm i'm hoping that will help help me get things drilled out uh the way that i want it to be but uh, i feel like i'm just gonna i'm gonna put him away and do that some some other day and uh start Pulling together some of the other troopers and stuff like that. Um, I don't yeah. know how much stuff you. Sorry, excuse me. I love uh, that I sound. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, it, so yeah, we should. Yeah, I guess, we should tell listeners what is that sound. That is the sound of the little, pretty much like parchment paper baggies that everything comes in, uh, mm-hmm, which yeah. is nice. That was one thing I was I was just going to say um, as as it comes up becomes a topic. Um, that's one of the things that's super cool about this is that they, with the launch of Warcaster Neo Mechanica, Privateer Press has decided to go fully uh, decomposable. So the box is cardboard, the interior box is cardboard. All of the components are in these little um, parchment paper baggies that are stapled closed um, so that you don't have those, one, those single-use plastic blisters that are bulky. You got to figure out like where to take your recycling um, stuff like that. Or, you know, a lot of times not really usable for anything else. I've still found some uses for some of my blisters, but I have certainly not found anywhere close to um, uh, enough usage uh, for all of the ones that I've bought over the years. But um, agreed. (laughs) uh, It's, it is pretty cool to, to see them uh, take this new direction. I think that's really cool. uh, Really great as a company as being mindful of the environment and um, taking steps to kind of help reduce their impact on it as they launch a new product line. I think it's, and it seems like it's been pretty re- well received as a lot of people are excited, like, oh, I don't have more plastic blisters that I don't know what to do with. So um, I don't I don't know how far you backed in the Kickstarter. Um, Dan, did you just get a base box set or did you... Did you get anything yeah. else? So I went with just pretty much the main command set. I mean, I did the add-on of another weapons pack because I want the option to run, you know, two swords or two shields. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to have that little bit of variety. But that's about as far. Pretty much what I got today is, like, all I'm going to um, get from the Kickstarter. Yeah. So it was just kind of that simple pack to really check it out and be able to play with uh partially decent force like i said i'll probably get uh the variant 
Jack whenever it comes out eventually. Um, yep. And then maybe, you know, maybe another unit. Um, and then that's kind of kind of my goal on it right now is keep it a little bit smaller. But then, of course, they put a vehicle in there for a later <laughs> release. Um, yeah, that's real exciting. I'm excited for my my floating space tank. Yes. Yeah. So, it looks good. The Marcher World one looks good. I mean, they all look looks, good. But looks so cool. I was surprisingly impressed by the vehicle, the the look of the vehicle of the Marcher Worlds. Because yeah. I didn't choose that faction. And um, if I would have saw the vehicle first... Um, it might have tipped the scale in that. <laughs> yeah. Well. So. Um. Yeah. I went. I went with Marcher World. I just did the uh, base command, uh, single command starter. But then yeah. I did some add-ons for a couple of extra things. Um. I did the add-ons for uh, another Dusk Wolf because I know that I am probably gonna want to actually play like a couple of the Light Jacks at a time. I really like the look of them. Mm. Um, and also that's kind of what I'm more interested in is playing with some little light jacks and, and less about the units. Um, and then uh, I also did the add-on for the gates. Mm-hmm. So in my box, uh, and then I, so Duskwolf uh, variant sculpt, and then also the, uh, the, another pack of the weapons. Uh, I think of the the B weapons, um, yeah. the variant weapons, the second, mm-hmm. uh, because I planned on probably buying another starter later, and that's where I was going to get my other troop, another Dusk Wolf with the primary weapon loadout. Um, but in this box, I've got the Marcher World starter, I have the Void Gates, and then I also have the variant uh, Hunter Sculpt, which was pretty cool. And then I also managed nice. to get in on the purchasing of the variant Weaver. Uh, that was a, I think it was Adepticon. It's the yes. Adepticon exclusive model. Uh, I managed yeah. to snag one of those. So I've nice. actually currently got um, two Weavers, two Hunters, one Dusk Wolf, and one unit of the uh, Ranger Squad. I forgot what they're called. Ranger Fire Team. Mm. There we go. Um, mm. And then I've got the Void Gates as well. Nice. So that's how's, what I've got in my hands. Yeah. That's how's one your thing memory? I'll say. Oh, God. <laughs> do, you, do you know what, I, what I'm getting? <laughs> <laughs> I do, actually. I can, I can pull up your list on my phone. Give me just a moment. Oh, you don't have to. You don't <laughs> have to. <laughs> I know you're getting... I mean, actually, do you, do you want me to list off what it is that you're getting in case people start putting the prices together? Totally no, no. It's okay. <laughs> As wifeless as okay. this, no. um hopefully hopefully that stuff should be coming to the store soon um yeah and the the store that i work at will have stuff available we'll have we backed um at the six starter boxes uh and then i also added in some extra stuff um like some extra units here a couple extra solos there so that you can grab like a starter box and like maybe one or two other things for i think each of the three different factions uh, and then we're planning to carry it more in the store um, as the game continues uh, to grow. Uh, I think that's great. Just, nice. So we're looking forward. Hey, we're looking forward to it. Are they using the standard um, lipped bases? Yes. Yes, they are. Good. Because yeah, I went and purchased um, some inserts from uh, Death Ray Designs, mm. and originally I was going to use them 
for a different army. Um, but then once I got them in person, I was like, oh, you know what? This is going to be perfect for be perfect for my warcaster army so <laughs> so my whole warcaster army is going to have the same style of base so which i'm, okay. I'm pretty excited about i'm i'm pretty impressed with uh death ray designs in general i like what they do so speaking of uh speaking of bases question for you dan what uh what size base came with your uh fire brand uh a 50 okay Mine, my Dusk Wolf also came with one, and I thought they were supposed to be on um, 40 mils because of that's what I'm used to with War Machine is light jacks are on mm -hmm. 40 mils. So I guess uh, maybe, oh. they're, maybe they're just putting all War Jacks on a 50 so that it's 50, 30, and then I think the vehicles are going to be 80 is what I yeah. heard. I think I remember hearing which that. It's going to be a new base size for Privateer Press, which is really exciting. Uh, and I'm really glad that they're doing a larger base that's not the 120, because uh, I had heard that the vehicles were going to be on 50 millimeters. I was like, that's either going to be a really small hover tank, or it, there's going to be a lot of overhang. <laughs> so I'm glad to hear that they're doing uh, a larger base. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of kind of cool, and it, I think it's also these are big, like heavy metal pieces right like i compare yeah. to have a have a primal archon right here also um to make a quick comparison of base and i swear the torso of the jack weighs as much as the whole primal practically <laughs> but well the primal um, archon is primarily resin well exactly he's only I got know, a couple metal parts on him but he's yeah huge yeah um so i quest so you got the b variant now the b variant came with the starter box no, that was the B, okay. The, gotcha. the B variant is going to be out at a later time. They had ran into a little bit of production delays with them uh, and didn't quite get them out. And so those are going to be going out at a later time. Perfect. And that's what I thought too. That's how I, that's how I took it too. So I was like, Oh wait, yeah. what really? So yeah, no. So yeah. Uh, and I wanted to get a, uh, I wanted to get the B variant when I, I didn't just get another regular Dusk Wolf because I wanted a new, that I was most likely going to be getting another starter box somewhere down the yeah. line. And I wanted hmm. to have um, another one that, or I just, I wanted one that was going to look yeah, different so that I didn't have three that yeah. looked the same. I wanted one that had a little bit of uh, variation. So. Exactly. So what's the variant? Is it the pose? Is it, or like, are the, the reposes, um, the okay. reposes. And then they are, are the weapons also going to come yes. with a second weapon set. Yeah, uh -huh. a, a different a different weapon set. So exactly, yeah. that's the big thing. Yeah, and okay. the that weapon set will be available individually in case you don't want to get, um, the alternate pose. You'll be able to buy the okay. weapon Got pack yeah. separately. I think that's one of the things that's yeah. going to make this game shine. Is just so much customization, and yep. like. I mean, it's it's going to be so direct, good. Yeah. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Well, and that's that's also part of the reason why I wanted to get the extra Dusk Wolves and not really focus on the troops is because I really liked the idea of being able to customize the different weapon loadouts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, you know, so I wanted to get another Dusk Wolf and uh, and have some more some more weapon variation because I thought that was a really cool idea. Yeah, it's yeah. it's new for Privateer Press. There are other games that have done similar things, but yeah. it's new for Privateer Press, and I like supporting them because they they make toys that I like 
to to put together and push across the tables. Exactly. Agreed. 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 Well, and that's the thing is the customization, the magnetizing, and they even tackled it early on. You know, and I think when we were talking to Will Hungerford about it too, right? They they had thought about that, like, okay, we know people are going to want to magnetize these and put out their own thing. And actually yeah. looking at it, um, they put the points in good places for magnetization. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the so, contact points are really nice. The the shoulder mount for the Dusk Wolf is uh, very, very, it's a very nice place. The forearms are going to be a little bit weird, I think, just because there's mm-hmm. potential for it to kind of wiggle. Uh, but mm-hmm. some of that is just the way that I think the model is sculpted. Um, and unfortunately, I don't have any small, um, I don't have any smaller magnets than the one eight to kind of help secure um, Brian. I think his name is Brian oh. that works for Privateer Press. Uh, yeah. Did a cool video where he shows himself um, magnetizing a Dusk Wolf. You should check it out in Privateer Press's videos on YouTube or I think on their Twitch channel. Yeah, um, I think so I'm going to have to do that. It's a great video. Um, but he was using he was using one eighth as the primary one, and then he was using one sixteenth. It was one eighth by one eighth. And then one sixteenth by one sixteenth as a second magnet on the forearm contact points, so that the the weapon doesn't like wiggle. Um, yeah, because of the way that it it mounts up, it lines up onto that uh, the forearm hard. Point, oh, uh, okay. Um, I don't know okay. how it is for the other jacks. I've only seen it for the Dusk Wolf, and that's the video that he does. So yeah. the um, the Eternus Continuum, the Scourge. I believe is what it's called, and the firebrand might be a little bit, uh, you know, might have some other things nearby that make it so that the weapons don't quite wiggle. Um, but for the dusk wolf, uh, there is a little bit of opportunity for yeah. it to kind of wiggle. So yeah. speaking of magnets, um, I don't, I don't work with magnets as as very often as much, and uh, this last week I've been magnetizing my entire legion list to fit on the magna oh, rack. Yeah. yeah, you got a sweet magna rack. Yeah. Um Oops. but I also um almost glued my hand together like a few times. Oh, and, oh boy. and so like <laughs> so when you when you play with magnets, like are you using tweezers? Like how are you I feel like there's gonna be some 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 delicate maneuvering going on at some of these contact points. Yeah. And I I so, mean I was just putting them on bases and it was messing up. Like yeah. yeah. Glue everywhere. <laughs> and, and then I had um, like a stack of four that just all of a sudden went together yep, yeah. and, and then I can't undo them because they're glued together now. Yeah. And, <laughs> so the in the in the video that Privateer Press put out yeah. on the in the hobby hangout, he kind of goes over that. Um Okay. And I'm gonna kind of go back and probably check out that video again as I start okay. doing some of this and, and kind of replicate what he was doing. Uh, from okay. what I remember, basically what he's doing is um, he has them all still stuck together. A stack. Yeah. Yeah. And what he does is he puts a little, he figures out the, the direction polarity. he wants to do it, the polarity and everything like that. And he just puts a little dot of glue on the bottom one that he's going to insert into the space. And he drills deep enough so that the top of that magnet will be flush. And what he does is he puts the dop, the dop of glue, puts the magnet into the seat, and then basically kind of like puts his fingernail 
on the on it and then slides the other magnets to the side. Very so they, clever. They slide off the top of it. And he kind of goes over it. I, I highly recommend checking the video out um, and, uh, and seeing what it is that he's doing. Um, and his method seems to, look, to, to work very, very well for him. That's pretty clever. And then you yeah. also, you know, you don't get stuck with, you don't have to worry about tweezers and like dropping it into place correctly. Um, yeah. You don't yeah. have to worry about glue getting everywhere because you're just putting just the tiniest little bit on the end of the magnet, and that should be enough to to hold it in place. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny, kind of like I haven't checked out that video, but I'll probably. I mean, I've seen parts of it, but I'll probably go back and look. But like, I've been dealing with the magnets. Like when I first started building um, the Signar Warjacks, like even though I couldn't really switch them out that much, I still was magnetizing a lot of those, especially the lancers, because of the long spear. So yeah. really, I mean, I've been playing around with the magnets for a while. Um, and that's exactly what I do on a lot of them is drill it deep enough for the magnets to go in. Um, so a couple tricks you could do is one, you have paintbrushes like the cheap synthetic ones, the plastic handles, right? Mm -hmm. Flip it around and use the plastic side to help push your magnet in, right? It's not going to stick to it there. If you get some glue on it, who really cares, right? You can whittle it off or wipe it off quick enough. Um, so that's one way you can kind of help guide and hold your magnet in place or move it. Um, the polarity, again, on the small magnets, it's hard. But on the larger ones, um, you could you could have them in the stack. And then on, on the one stack, put a piece of tape, a Sharpie marker, something, so you know which direction those are always heading um, is another way to do it. Uh, you could always just have a spare piece laying around that they're kind of connected to. So when you take it, you know where it's going. Um, otherwise, like you said, you know, I've gotten plenty of super glue on my thumb, on my nail, and like, <laughs> then you're super glued for a while, but, uh, those are, <laughs> those are off the top of my head, a couple tricks I've used when magnetizing. Yeah. Hmm. So. You know, why don't we, um, move towards hobby desk since we're already kind of already talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> since, since we're already here. Yeah. What, since what I know guys... two of us are actually at our hobby desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am too, but I don't, I'm not hobbying. I can't multitask <laughs> that well. Like, <laughs> what, uh, what are you guys working on? What you got going on? Right now, I am gluing the, uh, the hunter's rifle uh, onto his wrist and shoulder. Plate. Um, <laughs> oh, I was... Uh, trying to get the uh, protector stuff that I had finally all assembled up and everything uh, painted by the end of this month. Um, but I'm just kind of lacking the motivation to get any painting. There's a lot of um, stressful stuff happening in the world. It's starting to get hot, and the, the heat's draining to me being a fat-bearded nerd. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just kind of haven't really had the motivation to get any painting done. So. Um, which is unfortunate because my painting log is my backlog uh, has been increasing rapidly <laughs> recently with yeah, buying you made the, good uh, progress. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was doing so good at the beginning of the year and, um, and, uh, and I haven't done any recently, um, but I just kind of, kind of lost my mojo right now. And hmm. um, I, but I'll, I'll have a lot of really cool stuff to work on. 
once I get around to doing it, I've got this protectorate stuff. Um, I've got my paint scheme idea for the mercenary stuff that I have. I've got my warcaster stuff um, now finally in my hands. Uh, figure out paint for that. I've also got the Lumineth Realm Lords uh, box for Age of Sigmar. Um, yeah. The paint, and I've got a cool color scheme idea in place for that. Uh, and then I'm also splitting the Indominus uh, 9th edition 40k box with somebody. So, uh, plus I have a store copy of that that I'm going to be assembling and painting for Rune and Board. Um, nice. That'll be fun because I'll actually get to do the Necrons part of it. Whereas, like normally, I'm going to be taking the um, the Space Marine side for myself, and I'm going to be converting them to Space Wolves. Nice. Nice. Very cool. A lot to do. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's a, and no, I told and no you. Coal black. <laughs> <laughs> well, the no coal black was only for the protectors stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, I I know. I'm just... Oh, <laughs> incidentally, on the Privateer Press store t- web store today, coal black is sold out. So uh, there's a lot of well, people I've, who like that. I've got a fresh <laughs> bottle. I've got a fresh bottle. I think we've got a couple at the store still. <laughs> oh, I think I have some here too. No, there's a couple other colors I'm actually looking at. I might come make a make a purchase there this week yeah. so yeah definitely yeah. nice what do you yeah. got dan well so uh previously um got a backlog of uh marvel crisis protocol in um nebula gamora ebony ma black dwarf proxima midnight and corvus glaive <laughs> so they all got built up <laughs> um, wow <laughs> yeah and then uh Put a couple of them on some different bases. So I had some fun with those, but they still need to get primed. Um, just been, nice. even with this nice weather, I just haven't had time to get out there and prime. Um, yeah. I, that's something the... that I've been able to do is actually, I have the troops for the protector at all primed. I've just got 10, uh, 10 war jacks that <laughs> I've got to prime. Um, just, just, yeah, 10. Just, just 10. 10. I just mean, 10. it's, it's five lights and five heavies. It's not, that i'm just also i'm also trying to figure out uh the exact paint scheme that i want to do i'm testing it on cinerators which have so much extra bulge so much extra crap on them so much bulge (laughs) well it's like you're used to painting hordes and circles so you got the filigree all over the place but yeah some (laughs) um let's see i also got my primal archon like i said him done um and then yeah assembled majority of the isa starter box here i'm actually just drilling into the firebrand's arm and doing that right now getting it deep enough and mm-hmm. hoping i don't go all the way through the arm because it's actually kind of skinny and probably a little over halfway through the arm to get the magnet to fit right <laughs> um danger so, yeah hopefully don't weaken that up too much and just kind of right now playing around with that figuring out how that's going to all go together um yeah. Man, now now that I have this alternate hunter sculpt in my hand, I really like this sculpt. That's cool. It's a really cool. Instead of having like the the rifle at the ready, it's like kind of like resting down a little bit, and it's uh, as opposed to a helmeted head, it looks like it's a, a female helmetless uh, who's got kind of like a a cool. I don't know how to describe that hairstyle. Um, where it's like <laughs> shaved on the sides, and there's like uh the the streak of hair on the top that's like pulled back into a po- into like a small uh bun it looks like but uh mm-hmm. 
Go yeah. like a high top, man. Um, kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I, I really awesome. like this. I really like this sculpt a lot. Nice. It's also good. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with the other one. The other one is really cool too, but <laughs> it's it's a nice variant. And that's one of the other things that's kind of cool with uh, Warcasters. It seems like there's also a lot more. Well, maybe in the Marcher worlds, uh, there's a lot more female representation of uh, cool. in the troop selection, which is awesome. That's cool. That's, that's one of the things. Uh, I think that's one of the things that I really like about Private Press is they've they do a good job of having a lot of you know diverse characters and that they are intentional yeah. about introducing more and that's cool you like yeah. female characters described a mini crate um <laughs> yeah well yeah uh, the other thing i was going to note real quick is while i'm kind of building on this and looking <laughs> at the firebrand's arms is uh instead of using two magnets on this one what i'm probably going to do because of how all of his weapons are is do a small um drill for a pinhole like a paper clip or a little bit smaller mm. pin and I can do that to the weapon, so that way I won't have them flopping around, because yeah. all the all the weapons seem to be covered up right next to it. So if I just drill a small hole next to it, I can mount it that way, so it doesn't bob up and down, and yeah. get them all magnetized. So yeah, I was thinking about that too, and I think that was something else that the, the staff member mentioned being able to do is just putting like a small uh, like peg, basically. Yeah, uh, and a seat spot for it to go into if you didn't use a second. Cool. And again, no. There, uh, I think he's just saying, just yeah, as the instead of using the second magnet. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I think uh, I Cut think um, <laughs> I think the uh, the staff member said something about that. Is like you can if you don't want to use a second magnet, you can um, put some sort of a seat uh, in there. Uh, and like mm. a peg to um, hold it in place so it doesn't wiggle around. Okay. Cool. How about you, Jeremiah? What you got? You said you're not working on anything right now, but oh yeah, at this moment, no, I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> but what I'm but what I'm looking at is I'm looking at um, my full uh, Legion list. It's everything has now been based. And everything has been Zenithal primed, and everything now has magnets underneath it. And so uh, the next step is to get um, is to get uh, uh, you know the first first base coat of color down, and and trying to figure out what color scheme I want to really make it you know make it pop, I guess. And then I'm also looking at um, uh, an extra roughly 25 points of stuff of Legion. Uh, for to make a, a brawl machine list and then of legion um and then unfortunately i'm also looking at some storm division stuff to have a <laughs> a brawl machine list uh with striker so that might be happening at some point too that's that's definitely back burner i want to get my legion list painted first and then and then i want to get my second legion list up and running painted as well before i before I started looking at other things too hardcore, but uh, no, last week was a good week for me. Uh, just work-life balance was really strong, um, and got 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 the work done. And I had hobby time, and I got games in. So I would love for last week to replicate itself. So <laughs> yeah, it was good. Hey, uh, any any other closing thoughts? 
no, I'm just uh, yeah. excited for people to start start seeing people get uh, Warcaster stuff in their hands yeah. as you get it assembled. If you listen, wait, we're losing you. I'm just going to step in here and just start talking. Uh, speaking of Warcaster and stuff in your hands, uh, want to encourage you to check out our YouTube channel because Dan put up a, a video of his unboxing of his ISA that he got today. And so if you want to see uh, what it looks like and the crinkle crinkle, go for it. Uh, we want to thank you for uh, being a part of uh, our podcast community and and uh, listen to us just be nerds. Uh, if you like what we're doing and uh, want to support, just tell your friends and give us a fair rating on whatever platform you happen to be listening on. Um, I appreciate it. I want to do a one last plug, and that's for uh, Podbean. Uh, I listened to podcasts through Podbean, and uh, there was a, a, another War Machine podcast that I wanted to listen to, but it was no longer being updated. And so I sent the creator uh, an email, and they and they did looked at it on their end, and they were like, "I think we're good. Must be Podbean." So then I sent Podbean an email and said, "Hey, they directed me towards you," and and they uh, within like six hours solved done all the episodes there and so i was like that's amazing so <laughs> that's pretty great. um yeah so my plug to you is if you want to listen to us on another platform uh we're all over the place we're on spotify and itunes and and we're even on iHeartRadio now and i mean if you listen to a podcast you'll find us and so and that includes your friends so tell your friends about us uh in the meantime uh we'll catch you uh, we're kind of doing irregular shows during this just COVID season until things sort of settle down, but we'll catch you in the next one. So thank you, everyone. Thank you.